This is the John Oakley Show podcast. I'm Arlene Bynan here this afternoon for John Oakley. It is my pleasure to be here beginning the four o'clock hour here, as you just heard on the news. It is unbelievable, uh, this fire that is happening in the Notre Dame Paris Cathedral. Just the pictures of it here um, are just uh, in- incredible. It is, the spire has gone down, and right now, in, in, in the five o'clock hour, we're going to have an expert and take a look at what they're trying to do and what's in there. We keep hearing, and we know if you've ever stood there, you just know there's just historical artifacts that can never be replaced, and they're busy trying to save them. So we will bring you that at five o'clock as we take a look at what's at stake, because we're all watching that fire. It's not just about the city of Paris. There are some legal stories in our news today, and they are big ones, including serial killer Bruce MacArthur has been hospitalized. Apparently he was attacked in jail. Joining us is Adam Weisberg, who's a certified specialist in criminal law. Adam, thank you for joining us. No problem at all. How can I help? All right. Bruce MacArthur has been attacked, and this is something we hear about all the time. We know that uh, people, and especially serial killers, have to be protected in prison, but you don't often hear them getting attacked where they have to go to hospital. Did it surprise you? Uh, not, at, not at all. I, I mean, one of the difficulties is when you're as high profile as, as uh, Bruce MacArthur is, obviously your safety's at risk. I mean, they're... Uh, just think of it last year, Whitey Bulger was murdered in prison. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer was murdered in prison. Um, so it's a situation where I think, you know, the, we have to look at this and say, look, Bruce MacArthur's a terrible human. He's probably one of the worst serial killers ever in Canadian history. But, uh, you know, we have a society where we jail people or imprison them for their crimes, and we have to protect them. Um, you know, I think there's that Nelson Mandela quote that I that always makes me think about this, which is a nation should not be judged by how it treats its highest citizens, but its lowest ones. And Bruce MacArthur is definitely one of our lowest ones. Should we know more? We don't know the extent of his injuries, but does it matter for us to know? Because you've just laid out the scenario that the corrections people are there to protect people like this. I and mean, there's a lot of Canadians who are into tough incarceration and say, I don't care. And we all can understand it, as you say, it's just a heinous crime, really horrible. But we do have a right to know when it went wrong. Do you agree? Well, I think there's some privacy interests at stake that have to be weighed uh, against our right to know as citizens. And what so, privacy are you thinking of? His privacy? or Well, well I, I, the, the jail system, and I mean, he's in Maplehurst at this time, so it's still mm-hmm. a jail system. He hasn't gone to a federal system yet. Mm-hmm. But all of them are governed by uh, privacy legislation uh, in Canada, so they can't just release um, his medical status to the public, even though it might be interesting to us to know whether he's hurt or not hurt. Um, so he does have privacy interests, but also the state has a, a duty to uphold the, the privacy legislation of the province. Uh, the thing being about this type of situation, um, to some extent, I think citizens and Can- Canadians in general, we, we do want him to serve his sentence and spend his life behind bars. Um, I think in some ways, a, somebody taking justice into their own hands gives them a quick exit. And I, you know, as a citizen, I'd rather him spend the next uh, 20, 30 years or however long he lives behind bars uh, thinking about what he's done and, and why we disapprove of it as a society. 
Bruce, you know, it's hard to imagine, you know, I have some knowledge of how things are with serial killers in prison, and they don't get a lot of interaction usually with other inmates. So how could this happen? And clearly, it had to be planned here. It's it's hard to say without knowing the, the intimate details of how the assault mm-hmm. or the attack went down. But yes, I mean, high-profile, uh, notorious inmates generally are under protection or in uh, secured custody. Um, so I have no idea. I have just as much idea as you do as to how um, this lax in security or lax in protection of him occurred and he was uh, able to be assaulted. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to feel sorry for a character like Bruce MacArthur. Yeah. But at the same time, um, you know, our jail system does owe uh, a duty to those incarcerated to protect them and make sure that they serve their sentence. Yeah, assault is assault. Yeah, assault is assault. It's not up to us to say when it's okay. I, I, I want to talk about another legal issue that that has come to mind, that there is a change of foot within the Ontario PC party, that they want to make it harder to sue the government. There's been a great hue and cry about this. What does it mean? What are they doing Adam, and how can they make it harder to sue the government? Uh, so, so it looks as though the the new uh, Crown Liability and Proceedings Act is going to make it the main the main impetus. And, and I'm just a criminal lawyer, but the main impetus looks to be that they want to make it so that plaintiffs have to obtain permission from a court before pursuing to move forward and suing the government. And one of the difficulties there is. Um, the, the plaintiff or the person who's injured or hurt or has cause against the government uh, will have to launch their action without necessarily um, having the government doc- documents or materials that they would require to be able to prove the, the damage to them. So uh, it, it seems as though the government's really pushing towards a, a spot where it's going to be much more difficult for the average Canadian to sue them, for the average Ontarian to sue them if they are wronged. And, you know, who sues the... Can you give us some examples of what would be lost? Some some cases where we would go, okay, you know, I can relate to that. I, I would like to have some kind of recourse. Now, this won't be a popular one, but, I mean, <laughs> let's go back to what we were just talking about. Uh, whereas you're in a provincial institution such as Maplehurst, like uh, a Bruce MacArthur, or maybe someone who's lesser known or lesser vilified, and, and the guards don't uh, properly supervise you and you get injured or hurt in the jail. Uh, you should have a recourse if the, the jail system doesn't protect you. Now, that's obviously not the, uh, the scenario that the most people would ever find themselves in, but there's uh, lots of other situations where you can imagine you're on Ontario government property or you're in an Ontario program and you get injured or hurt. Uh, you should be able to sue the government, in, in my opinion, anyway, and it seems as though they're just trying to make it a lot harder. And why would they? What kind of payouts have happened here? I mean, I can think of one many, many years ago. I think it was about the state of one of the provincial highways and somebody sued, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, my, my expertise is mostly in the, in the criminal law area. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, just thinking as an average Ontarian, if I'm injured while participating in a government program um, or while, for, for example, being treated in a hospital run by the, the province of Ontario... I think if, if I'm injured in a way that's negligent or improper, I should have recourse. And uh, this, this legislation just seems to be a way to stifle uh, one of the processes that is available to Ontarians. If they are injured by the government, they should have a route to sue.
What do you think? Is there enough pushback? You can, you know, there's been a lot of pushback against some of the, it was a very, very busy government when it first came into power, and there's been a lot of mobilizing. Are you sensing, is there a legal world mobilizing? Is it, is it sunk in with people of Ontario here? Are you, you seeing a, a rising up? Yeah, I, I mean, the government spin is obviously that the legislation is a way to reduce frivolous or unmeritorious claims, saving time and money for taxpayers. I mean, that's their push. But the fact is, is that if you're in a situation where you have to obtain leave from the court before you've even garnered the evidence or the documents you might need to launch your suit, uh, it seems like a, a brick wall being put up before the aggrieved or the injured. So I think as a regular Ontarian, um, I'd be more concerned with my inability to have recourse if I was injured or hurt than I am about the potential tax savings that may or may not exist. All right. Thank you for your time as we keep an eye on all of this. Adam Weisberg, thanks kindly. No problem. Have a good day. Will do. Adam Weisberg is a certified specialist in criminal law. There we have two issues. Bruce MacArthur hospitalized. We don't know the details. And also the Ontario government wants to make it harder that you and I can't sue them. A lot of that stuff kind of makes us shake our head and scratch. Um, We are going to next hour bring you the latest on the cathedral, the Notre Dame Cathedral. It is engulfed by flames. And I just want to let you know some of the breaking news right now is that the, uh, the whole historic roof reporting, we're getting reporting that it has caught fire. So we're going to try to confirm that. But the some of the reporting from the scene is that... It, it has just been spreading. This is from the Daily Mail online three minutes ago that the entire frame of that historic Notre Dame's roof has caught fire. Incredible. What, what a moment. And collapsing. Parts of spire. The spire fell off already. It collapsed. That is a done deal. And now we believe our latest reporting is that the roof has caught fire, which is of the scenario that firefighters were trying to avoid. Next hour, we're going to take a look at what they're desperately trying to save, and maybe they've had to, to give that up at this point because of the danger of it. We are going to take a break, and when we return, let's talk about getting on an airplane. Are you over it? The 747 MAX, we were told it was fine. We were some of the last countries in the world to say we're going to keep flying, and then we found out there was a problem. What is the stain of that story? I'm Arlene Bonham for John Oakley, this is Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.